0: Welcome to North Brevard Church of Christ. Um, today we'll be worshiping on our Lord,
1: and we'll get right into that.
2: good morning oh goodness it's loud i'm sorry bow with me as we go to our father in prayer please almighty god we do humbly bow before you father as your children we thank you so much for all the blessings you shower on us every day of our life You continually give us more than we deserve, Father. And Father, we thank you so much for Jesus, his life, his death, his resurrection, leaving behind the teachings so that we will know how to grow closer to you and strengthen our love for you and for one another. Father, we thank you for the privilege of gathering together here this morning to worship you and to, I think I turned it off, Doug, I'm sorry. I'll speak up. There it is. Okay. And to worship you and to thank you and to give you all the honor, glory, and praise. It's a privilege for us to come here. We thank you for keeping us safe in this hostile environment that we have within the country and the world today. And we ask you to please... Help us overcome the coronavirus. Heal our country. Heal our world, Father. We need your power to do that healing. We're trying, but we're not there yet. Father, we have many in our congregation who are suffering, and we ask you to be with all of those who have illness, especially Mitzi Robinson, as she just went through her latest chemotherapy. Help her, Father. Give her strength. Give her understanding. And, Father, we have others who have lost loved ones. Please be with them and give them strength and understanding. And, Father, we thank you for our first responders. Keep them safe. We cannot get by without our police, our firemen. We cannot get by without our doctors and nurses and our paramedics. We need all of them to be strong and safe so that they can care for us when we need them. Be with our military. Keep them safe. Keep them safe in this terrible environment that they have to work in. Father, go with us now as we worship you, as we sing songs and praise. And in the end, Father, forgive us of our sins. And all these prayers we ask in Jesus' holy and precious name. Amen. He Amen.
0: Loved-
3: this time we remember Jesus and the love he has for us. He gave his life for us. You know I was going to read 1 Corinthians 15 but I want to share something with you. Times like this is when the world should turn to God. Times like this is when the church need to hold its head up and proclaim to the world there is an answer and that answer is Jesus Christ. So you gotta look at the world. The world thinks, you know, we, we have the answer. We just need to work on it. But the world always look in the wrong places. And I want you to not just focus on Your immediate family, Uh, focus on our spiritual family here. But go to God, share with God what we really need. And we really need a revival in this country to pray for this country. And that's what Jesus came for. He came that give us the answers so that we can be with God. Let's pray together. Most Holy Father, we come and we love you and we need you, Father. You showed us what love, righteousness, grace, peace is. Jesus and his body just uh, amplify what we're supposed to be all about. If, Father, we know that if we want to get there, we need to follow your son, Jesus Christ. We need to just take our words and our deeds and just forget about us and remember him and try to live for you. Father, we pray that you bless the bread that represents his body. Father, we ask you to put the mind of Christ in us. We pray this in His name,
4: Amen. It makes things happen, the shedding
3: of blood. Ever through, through the beginning of time, when it comes to sacrificing to God, there was a need to shed blood. But this blood is living, is active. This blood washes away sin. And that's what Jesus did for us. An innocent man died for the guilty. And, and you got to remember that, that's what unites us. This world talking about division, God talks about uniting mankind, and it's, it's the blood. Please pray with me. Father, we, we thank you for Jesus, his death, his burial, his resurrection, Father. It made a difference for us. His body, which is the church, Father. It gave us a place to go, a city of refuge. Salvation is in the church. Father, we ask you to bless the fruit of vine to represent his blood, Father. And may, may it move us from thinking about how we can live in this world to knowing that we are sure that we're going to have a better life in you. We pray this in his name, Jesus Christ, amen.
4: good to be back once again. I feel like I just reintroduced myself a few weeks ago, but here we are again. Uh, Teen week was a great time and um, uh, it was a great success, but after that I ended up quarantining for two weeks, so I've had two weeks by myself. It's been uh, exciting as many of you know and understand. Um, So I'm having very much encounter with people, because I've tried to take the quarantine pretty seriously, and um, it's interesting how when you set yourself apart, when you actually set yourself apart from the distractions, from the noise, um, it's interesting how internal you become. Anybody else experience that? At least for me, I know if I'm not talking to somebody else, I'm probably talking to myself. I know there's a small version of that that's like the definition of crazy. We're not going to get into that. But I really feel like through this process, through this time that we've been going through, that God has been coming after me. That God... Has been pursuing me that God has been encouraging me to grow to take the next step to go to the next level and I pray I pray I pray that that's happening with you too I had a zoom meeting which is the most interaction I've had in two weeks for uh, SunQuest SunQuest is going to be virtual this year um, obviously with everything going on we decided it should be virtual and they asked me to start off the meeting with a prayer and I prayed for normalcy. I prayed that things could just get back to normal. I prayed that there would be a cure, like, like we, probably we've all been praying, right? I prayed that things could just start to get back to normal. And one of my friends on the board, he kind of called me out. He wasn't trying to be disrespectful. But he kind of called me out after my prayer. It was a little while after my prayer. It's not like he said this right after. But he said, you know, Matt was praying for normalcy, but my prayer is actually that we never go back to that normal again. That the church can be more powerful when we come back to normalcy than it ever has been in our lifetime. That people will grow in this moment and never go back to the people they were before. And I thought, wow, slap in the face it's true. Why am I praying for normal? Why am I not praying for something more powerful? I know it's happening in my life. I pray, again, that it's happening in yours. So intentions of the heart is where God has me in this moment. And intentions of the heart is actually Really simple and really difficult. Simple to explain, difficult to command, difficult to control, difficult to really allow God to reign over. I want to start in Proverbs 16. This is the main scripture we're going to be using. I'm going to flip to a couple other ones, but this is the main scripture we're going to be using. So if you have your Bibles and you want to flip this is the place to go to. Proverbs 16. And I've been in Proverbs a lot. And I know Solomon wasn't exactly the greatest example. But his wisdom has never been matched to this day. And let's not forget that he had an amazing father figure in David. Wasn't perfect either. Made lots of mistakes. But was the only guy in the Bible that was ever called a man after God's own heart. And that's what we're talking about, the intentions of the heart. When it says that David was a man after God's own heart, to me, that's exactly what it means, that God's intentions, the intentions of God's heart were the same as the intentions of David's heart. So I want you to consider that because we're going to go through this proverb and then we're going to talk about David for just a minute to wrap it up. Look at Proverbs 16, starting in verse 1. It says, The plans of the heart belong to man. But the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. The plans of the heart, this is important, belong to man. You have the right to choose what you do with your life. You have the choice. It's up to you. But the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. Hmm, What can that mean? I want to read verse 2 real quick too. All the ways of man are pure in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the Spirit. Now, this is the English Standard Version. If your version says something a little bit different, I was reading one last night that that said, the intentions of the heart belong to man. So what does that first verse mean? I want to focus on the first verse right now because I'm going to come back to the second verse. 1 Corinthians 4, verse 5, I think is the exact explanation of what verse 1 of Proverbs 16 means. It says this, Therefore do not pronounce judgment before the time, before the Lord comes. Don't judge others. Don't make assumptions about others. Because when the Lord comes, He'll do that. We don't have to do that. So I'm going to read it one more time. Therefore, do not pronounce judgment before the time before the Lord comes, who will bring to light the things now hidden in the darkness and will disclose the purposes of the heart. God knows your heart. God knows your heart. I wonder if anyone else is like me. I'm going to go ahead and call myself out. You know why? Because you have to call yourself out to grow. You have to be honest, brutally honest with yourself to grow. I don't recommend doing that from a stage at all times. But if we're going to talk about something this deep, then I have to be transparent. I have to be honest with you. I don't know about you, but I have my own struggles. Everybody does. And you know what's funny is it's easy to look at someone else's struggles and go, I can't believe they deal with that. I can't believe they deal with that. But it's really hard, right? Verse 2 of Proverbs 16, we're going to come back to it again. But it's really hard to call yourself out for your struggles. Because there's always a reason that you started that in the first place. There's always a reason that you struggle with that in the first place. For example, me. I'll, I'll give you a really honest one. And some of you know this, and some of you... Um, probably know this too, I'm a very emotional, passionate guy. My life is never vanilla. Okay, I do not like drama, because drama is a setback to me. So I try to avoid drama, but outside of that, I like people with emotion, it's more exciting. I like people with passion, you get more done. And that's who I am. I'm an emotional, Passionate guy so when me and my wife for example who see each other pretty much exclusively at this point right and I'm That might not have came out right, but um, we're just gonna move on Sometimes we disagree I don't like when we disagree it bothers me When we disagree, I'm the type of person that can't leave it alone when we disagree. Amy's the type of person that when we disagree, she's like, okay, we're disagreeing. I need like 20 minutes to think about this and then I'll come back. Drives me crazy. No, no, let's talk about this now. Let's get this done now. I don't want there to be a problem. Her way is probably the better way. So needless to say, I struggle sometimes with anger for no reason. For no reason. My wife wants a little bit of space. Makes me angry. It's something I pray about all the time. You know why? Because I don't want my kids to have that same problem. Of course I don't. And if I display it in my home, what's going to happen? My kids are going to develop those behaviors. That's what they're going to do. How many times have you went to God and you've prayed to God, God, help me make this change. God, I give this to you. I lay it in your hands, but I actually, me personally, you personally, we don't do anything to actually change it ourselves. We don't take any steps to actually change it ourselves. We don't move in any direction by ourselves. Listen, I want to make one really important scripture. I mean, a uh, point about the scriptures. The scriptures are very clear, right? God is changing you. I don't want to take the power from God's hands. God is changing you. I could show you all kinds of scriptures. I actually had them in my PowerPoint, but because of limited time constraints, I pulled them out. God is changing you but you have to be moldable. And that takes intentions. That takes being intentional in your heart. So, again, verse 5 says, I want to just go from the underlying part, who will bring to light the things now hidden in darkness uh, and will disclose the purposes of the heart. Look Look at this part. Because every man is in charge of their own plan. Your destiny was written before you, but it's your choice to either follow God or follow yourself. Every man's plan is written by their own heart. Then each one will receive his commendation from God. But God, listen, this is really important, but God will have the last word. One day we will all stand before God in judgment. For many of us, that's not scary. That's not scary. We understand the Father of love that we have and forgiveness and is rich in mercy and I could use a ton of more scriptures. But sometimes we don't allow our struggles to convict us because of that too. You know, God wants you to be like him. That's why we call ourselves Christians. Because we want to be like Christ. Verse 3 says this, Commit your work to the Lord and your plans will be established. The Lord has made everything for its purpose, even the wicked for the day of trouble. I want you to understand that God knows you better than you know yourself. And God has a plan for you. Now look, I'm not going to say if you just follow God that there will never be a physical setback in life. I have friends, I have family who have made tremendous changes in their life to follow God and do amazing things with their life for God. And then unexpected things happen. They get sick. And they have to pull back. Their marriage falls apart and they have to pull back. And I could go down the list of things like that. So I'm not saying, I'm not preaching a gospel that says if you follow God, everything in your life is just going to line up and work out and be perfect. If you believe that, you don't read your Bible. There's a lot of good men and women through Scripture that are following God that don't have the perfect life. Everything didn't just go right for them. But this is what the Scripture is promising. If I commit my work to the Lord, If I commit my work to the Lord, what He has for me will be accomplished, and I will love my life. I have to hurry. Ephesians 2 says this, For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. You ever create something? You ever actually create something? The first time you create it, was it perfect? How many times do you think you'd have to recreate it before you got it down to a science? To where everything run perfectly, to where everything was made efficiently? It would take tons of times going through the process before you perfected something. Do you think God looks at us knowing the material we're made of being the flesh? And thinks, oh man, Matt just can't control his temper. I'm done with him. Do you think that? Or does God take the clay that falls off and put it back on the top and start remolding it again? What does he do? How many times have we given up on ourselves? And something we were battling spiritually. And something we were battling that we know is wrong. How many times have we just accepted it for who we are? You know what's amazing about God? How many times has He done that to you? Zero. Zero. It's important to hear that. Because you know where change comes from? Change comes from from a steadfast love and faithfulness. change comes from a steadfast love and faithfulness from God and from yourself. My steadfast love for God keeps me out of a lot of trouble. My faithfulness to God keeps me away from a lot of places I shouldn't go. But you know what really causes change? Fear of the Lord. Let's go back to verse 2 real quick. Every man's plans in his own heart are what? Pure. Every person can justify why they do what they do. Every person has a reason or an excuse for why they are or why they do or, or where they are when it contradicts God, every person. But the fear of the Lord keeps us away from those things. See, it's God who draws the line in the sand and says, this is of me and this is not of me. And if I don't have the fear of the Lord, That line is blurred. And if you can't see that in our culture right now, they're coming after us. Maybe not us physically, but us spiritually. They're coming after us. And the lines are being blurred between what God said is right and what culture says isn't wrong. Because we've lost the fear of the Lord. Let me get to this last part. When a, man weighs, when a man's ways, let me actually go back and read this because I didn't read it and then we'll just go right through it. Everyone who is arrogant in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Be assured, he will not go unpunished. By steadfast love and faithfulness, iniquity is atoned for. Jesus did that. Jesus atoned for our sins through his steadfast love and his faithfulness to a world that rejects him. And by the fear of the Lord, one turns away from evil. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. When a man's ways please the Lord, let me tell you something. It is impossible to please God without what? Faith. That's Scripture. It is impossible to please God without faith. When a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. Better is a little with righteousness than great revenues with injustice. And this is the Scripture that I really want you to think about. The heart of man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes his steps. You don't do anything without God. So I said I want to talk about David to close. You know, David David was perfect in one way and completely imperfect. In another. I mean, you think about the wars. You think about Goliath at a young age, right? You think about the way he restored Israel back to God from where they had already fallen from Saul. In so many ways, David did so many amazing things. But there's a laundry list of things that happened that. I sit at home and I beat myself up for the things I've done and David still got some on me. I want you to listen to these words. This was the song Grant started us off with. But I want you to really think about these words. Hide your face from my sin and blot out all my iniquities. Psalm 51. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Create in me a clean heart, who? O God. And renew a right spirit within me. See, David has the intentions of having a clean heart, but he knows where the change is going to come from. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Look, those are two things that David is terrified could happen to him in his life. (coughs) Excuse me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Listen, I pray. I pray that we're saying this exact thing in our lives. I hope that we are imploring God to make changes in our lives, to make us more like Him. I hope that we are imploring God to give us a spirit that is more alive than what we've experienced in the past for Him. And I pray that God is making changes in your life and pushing you to grow the same way He is for me. If there is any reason to respond to the invitation tonight, today, whether it's you need to be baptized, whether it's you... You need to recommit, or, or maybe you just need to sit right where you're at and have a personal talk with Jesus yourself. I pray that you do not delay that, but you come back to Jesus in whatever way it is. David had to repent all kinds of times in his life, read Psalms. I pray that we do too. Because God will cause the change if the intentions of our heart. Are on him? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Have you been washed in the blood of Christ? For those of us who have, are we seeking to grow and change in this time of trial? If you have a need to respond to the invitation, you can come as together we stand and sing.
0: Just is tenderly calling the home.
1: Thank you Matt. Appreciate each of you being here this morning. We have a few announcements before we close. We celebrate with the Debeno family. Austin Debeno and Jeffrey Edwards were married this past Friday. We want to congratulate Austin and Jeffrey as well as Tracy and Tommy. We're continuing to receive do- donations for our back-to-school backpack and school supply outreach If you'd like to contribute to that, you can give your money to any one of the elders. I have a couple updates to our sick list. Marie Holloway fell this week and hurt her hip. She uh, is having a great deal of difficulty sitting, but she can stand and lay down all right. Uh, Please keep her in your prayers. Mike Wall's cousin, Aubrey, is in the hospital with COVID and has developed pneumonia as well. Please pray for her. Uh, also continue to pray for Mitzi Robinson. Lex mentioned her in, in his prayer, as well as Gage Eggleston. Both are dealing with very serious health problems. And I have a card to read. Uh, just in case you didn't know it, we uh, contributed to the Roserville Church in Pennsylvania uh, in the memory of Bill Knoll, who passed away early in the the COVID pandemic. Dear North Brevard Church of Christ, thank you so much for your donation in memory of Bill Knoll. We really appreciate it, the Church of Christ in Roosevelt. And that's signed by, I would guess, just about, if not all, of the church. So thank you. You stand and sing before we close in prayer. you. Yeah.
0: we just want to thank you for this beautiful morning you blessed us with for the good night of rest and for this time that we're able to come together and study your word we're so thankful father for this time that we're able to sing songs of praise and have fellowship with one another and study your word father we want to just thank you for the message that matt brought this morning may it stir us this morning to do more for you and May you mold us and shape us in the way that you'd want us to be, and that we can be the light of the world, and that people can see Jesus living in us. Father, we have many on our sick list that are in need of our prayers this morning, and we pray, Father, for them this morning. We pray for Gage this morning, and for the, the treatment that he's going under, and the doctors that are administering to him. We also pray for Mitzi, and for the this last round of treatment that she has, and for we pray, Father, for her body. and and her ability to be able to stay positive through the treatment. Father, we also pray for Marie Holloway and for the, the recent fall that she had and pray Lord that you be with her and bless her and allow her body to heal. We also pray for the walls cousin that uh, has developed COVID and, and ammonia and we just pray father for the success and the treatments that uh, they will be undergoing to be able to overcome this. Father, we have many that we know of others that uh, needing your prayers. And we ask father that as a congregation, we bring those names before you this morning and just ask Lord for your healing and your blessings upon them. Father, we pray for this country in which we live. We pray father for the leadership that we have and pray Lord that uh, they guide this nation, this great nation in which we live. And that uh, father that uh, this pandemic can soon be over. Father, we pray, Father, for Austin and Jeffrey and the marriage that they have committed to each other. Father, we pray, Father, for their long life together and their marriage, Father, and that they put you and they sound their marriage upon you and and focus on you and live according to your will. Father, we pray that you go with us as we depart from here. Forgive us of our sins. In Christ's name that we pray. Amen.